Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Lion's Dan. Before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that has reached out to me with some words of encouragement as I've started on this new project. It's really meant a lot to me to, to see that, and especially seeing some of the numbers that I have seen. I really didn't expect to see anything you know, as big as I have just this early on. Um, but thanks again, and I, I hope that this episode will be a good one too. Today's topic is going to be based on the game Jenga, and for those unfamiliar with that game, it's a it's that child's game where you start off with the blocks and the tin, and once you take that tin off, you, you're left with a it's a three by three block tower, and the goal of the game is really to make that tower as unstable as possible for the next player in line, so they make the tower fall and you don't. Now, back when I originally had this idea for a lesson based on Jenga, it wasn't long after the passing of my dad. Uh, we were driving home on the day of the funeral, and I looked at my mom, and I said, how do people make it through things like this without a church family? And we pulled into our house that night, and it was the first time that we as a family had even been back at the house since uh, the morning that my dad passed away. And uh, we were trying to figure things out. The cornerstone of the family was gone, and our tower, in a sense, had completely fallen apart. We didn't know what it was going to be like to rebuild with the pieces that were still there, and we tried to learn in those first few days of what it was going to be like. Now, after going through that, it's been almost four and a half years now. Um, and there hasn't been a moment since then that it's just been overly easy dealing with this. We've all experienced some new first, and we're now dealing with situations that we never thought would happen. And since then, I've, I've been able to come across some more people that have experienced even more difficulties in life, um, that perhaps their life is more comparable to the game of Jenga than my own. A very good friend of mine, uh, he's lived a very difficult life, and by all means should be a statistic. But somehow, even through all the trials and tribulations that he has faced, um, he's overcome those obstacles. Uh, and now he's striving to build himself a better life than the one he grew up with and, you know, bring a family into the picture to where they never have to worry about those things that he had to. Um, even through all of those trials and things that he has faced, he's still one of the most positive, inspiring people that I've ever met. He's going off to college here soon, and I can't wait to see how his life progresses in the next few years. He's honestly more now like a little brother than just being a friend. Um, and in a future episode, and I'm hoping it's next week, you'll be able to hear some more of his story. It's going to be a two-part episode more than likely, and uh, it's definitely going to be one that you want to tune in for. Now, there is a figure in the Bible that I do draw a lot of inspiration from for this lesson. His name is Job. And Job was a man that the Bible says was blameless in the sight of God. Uh, God had brought him great riches and material blessings and given him a large family. Job was someone that understood the importance of maintaining that relationship with God. And because of that, he would wake up early in the morning and offer sacrifices for his family just in case they had overstepped in any boundaries in their walk with God. Now, Satan uh, appeared to God one time, and 
He told God that he believed Job was only faithful to him because of the blessings that he had been given in life. So God said to Satan that he could take those possessions that Job had been given in life as long as he did not touch his person. And that's exactly what would happen. Job would go on to lose all his material blessings, and his family would go on to die in all very tragic ways that, I mean, it was all at one time, really, where it was just one thing after the other. He kept getting reports of his son dying, invaders coming in and killing his livestock. Um, It's something that was just one after the other, and I'm sure that had to have taken a toll on him. Even after all these things happened to him, Job, who had lost everything, still blessed God um, and gave him praise in his prayers. Now, Satan you know, was probably pretty shocked that he was still doing that, even after all the trials that he had just faced. Um, so Satan appeared to God again and said that if he had one more test that he could give Job, he could break him. So this time, God let him uh, cross that boundary and afflict Job more in a personal way, where Job was given physical pain. He was covered in sores, and his wife would even come to him and tell him to curse God and die. But even in the worst circumstances that Job or possibly anyone in the history of time has faced, he would not do that. Now, Job would go on to sit in silence for about seven days, and his friends came and mourned with him. Now, about the end of the seventh day, Job was finally able to speak after, you know, the pain that he was going through, and he cursed the day that he was born. His friends all believed that he had made some grave offense in the sight of God, and um, because there was no other reason that God would strike down all the blessings that he had previously given Job and just left him in this miserable state. And like myself, as I'm sure is the same with many of you listening, that if you're accused of something that you didn't do, you begin to get a little agitated with that person. And that's what happens with Job. He does eventually begin to question why God would do some of these things to him, as he was always faithful and did everything right. Um, He begins to complain how even the wicked people of the world will prosper, and God will allow for some innocent people to suffer. And at this point, he just really wanted to confront God about those things, um, but he knows that he physically cannot do that. Now, after some more back and forth with Job and his friends, God interrupts and reveals himself to Job. And Job finally gets his wish of being able to confront God about these things, but he's unable to do so. God unleashes a series of questions at Job to show that he doesn't understand what he is saying. One of the first things that he says to him is, and it's always stuck out to me, is, Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have the understanding. Now, I don't know about you, but that is not a question that I would want to be on the receiving side of. After this conversation with God, Job acknowledges that God is unlimited and powerful and admits that he has the limitations of his own human knowledge. God was pleased with the response that Job had given him and goes on to forgive Job's friends after some intercession on Job's behalf. Now, that's not the end of the story as Job does go on to return to health And God provides him twice as much property as he had before, and a new family as well. 
the main takeaway that I have from the story of Job is that he is a Jenga tower. His family, his property, his friends, and his relationship with God were all major blocks in that tower. And when it came to pass that all of his uh, earthly possessions were taken from him, his tower began to waver in strength. And I guess at one point you could even say that part of that tower did fall. But what is important is that his relationship with God never wavered. And that relationship was the cornerstone of his life. Because of his faith, Job was able to pick up the pieces of his life that were still there and rebuild the new life with the help of God. Uh, When I mentioned this idea of the lesson to a friend of mine, he told me something that has been in the back of my mind ever since. He said that when Job faced these things, he lost a lot, but he didn't lose it all. And I think that is a struggle that many of us will face. Um, Through our trials, some of us will just give up. And in the end, giving up like that will cost us everything. There are times in life where you can sit there and you can cry because of where things are going, but you have to remember that things will get better. There's a poem by a man named Rudy Francisco, and the poem's called Complainers. You can find this video on YouTube, and I'll even post it to Facebook and our website. In this video, Rudy says that life is a gym membership with a really complicated cancellation policy. Remember that you will survive. Remember things could be worse. Remember we are never given anything that we can't handle. Now in regard to Rudy's poem, I think he's he's exactly right. The only, only problem that I have with what he says is that we're never given anything that we can't handle especially after he compares life to a gym membership. Now, going to the gym, you are not going to get stronger unless you take on things more than you can handle. Uh, As my friend Josh Gaines says, that you have to make yourself comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's the only way that you're going to grow and become stronger in the situations that you face. Now, lastly, I want to leave you with a passage that a friend of mine mentioned to me a few months ago. She and I were talking about a few different passages of Scripture that we had been reading, and the one she mentioned stuck out to me. Psalms 91.2 says, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Now there's going to be times in life that we are weak and unable to carry on, times that are dark and we can't see our own way out. But if God is your refuge and you are putting your faith in Him, He will most certainly bring you through whatever you are facing. Life is hard, and nothing's ever going to hit you as hard as life. But sometimes you've got to use all your strength to get up off the mat, because God's going to be there on the other side helping you get through it. Thank you again for joining us for our first official episode and taking some time out of your day to listen. Please consider following us on our Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, as these are going to be the best ways to get the latest information on episodes, guests, and some more things that we're going to have coming up. I hope that you will join us again next week as I welcome our first guest to the show. It's going to be a great episode, and from what I can tell you, you are going to be in for a treat. Thanks again, and God bless.